Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have two nonprofit spotlights we're going to be talking about. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of Geico Local Office, 805-487-7847. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Well, Spence, I'll tell you, I'm excited about Big Money. For the next month, we have a few great interviews that are going to be coming up. In the beginning of October, we're going to have the president of CSU Channel Islands, Dr. Erica Beck, in studio. Also, the CEO of Ventura County, Mike Powers, will be in studio in October, talking with the California State Parks. They have a wonderful education program that we're going to speak to the director and a few other folks from the Hearst Castle and other programs, the California State Parks that they're doing in education. Learn more about that. All of that coming up here in October, and I'm really excited about it. I don't know how many people really think about our campus, Cal State University Channel Islands, and everything it offers. It's really a beautiful campus with some great programs. It'll be wonderful. We talked to Dr. Rush so many times now that this torch has been passed. uh, The college continues to just go forward very, very strongly, and it's so nice to have it here. But the park stuff, we talk about it a lot. And I just, I ask people, have you ever been to Hearst Castle? And I, I could say, no, I haven't. Have you? I, I, and I hadn't been up until this year. Mm-hmm. And I went. It really was special. Not only remarkable in its its beauty, but the history and everything you learn about them on the different tours. And like one thing, the, the nine-foot-deep swimming pool that's nine feet. And just all of his excesses that were at one point he owed more than the national debt of the country. And his Hurst guy was he was a player. And when you see everything about you, you must go. It's like, oh, no, that's cheesy. Not even close. People think, oh, it's a tourist trap. Not even close. It's a place of education, art, and wonder, and excess. It's something you really should take in. The Hearst Castle is fabulous. It's definitely an experience. Mm -hmm. It is an experience. It's not just somewhere you go and see it. You learn about some of that stuff. And he, he Hearst was an amazing guy, and he had a, a, a very vivid background at a time where there was a lot going on in our country. That fascinated me so much that, uh, you know, just the way that he did things and his motivation to do them and how he built that place up. It was a lot of fun going to Hearst Castle and learning about that. And so what they've done is they've taken few parts of his history, the castle itself, and they've put them together in these educational experiences that they're trying to connect with schools and school districts to share these stories with kids in a very forward way where you're utilizing, you know, you're utilizing these tools now where they can have video in the classroom. They could have the whole screen in the classroom be a video of someone at live at the castle. 
and they're able to talk to them about and ask questions live while they're at the castle, while they're in the classroom. They're bringing the castle into the classroom. And they're doing that not just at Hearst Castle, but other places among the California State Park, you know, uh, the different places that they have. And it's just so cool to see education embrace technology. And you think of what these kids are going to be learning and how that change. You're not just reading a story in a book today or hearing your teacher talk about it. You're actually seeing video and able to ask the docent questions that may intrigue you. I think that's a whole different type of learning. You can do the tour from the classroom, and then that could motivate you to actually get the parents, get the family to go up and do the actual And see it live. And that's, you think of that, I mean, it's kind of like growing up, we watched baseball games. And so, Mm -hmm. you you know, it's exciting to watch a Dodger game. You see it on TV, and then you go to your first game, and you're at Dodger Stadium, and you're like, oh, my goodness. It's It's an experience, and it can be that same way for these cultural experiences and these cultural things that kids should know about and learn about. In addition to the national parks, if you just take that uh, maybe 90 miles and do the big circle around you know, Ventura County, the places you can go and the things that you can see, I'm sure you'll have a lot of insight on that. It's going to be great. I'm excited to talk to the California State Parks folks. And Excellent. Of course, CSU Channel Islands, you know, they're doing a lot of wonderful things. And I'm, I'm excited to talk to the president. We're going to highlight what some of those exciting things. And a lot of the general public doesn't know about it. If you don't have a kid that's going there or in the program, you might not know about, you know, the engineering program or, you know, the economics program or the just different, exciting, wonderful stuff happening right in our backyard. So we got to highlight that. We got to talk about that. And of course, Mike Powers, CEO of Ventura County, he's going to have some great stuff to say, you know, state of what's going on here in our in our county and hopefully kind of what's going great and what we're focusing on to try and do better. So that'll yeah. be fun. And those are also things. Be involved. You can be involved through the show. I can't wait for that. I'm such a big fan of Cal State Channel Islands because I got to tour uh, the, the facilities of the old Camarillo State Hospital a year before, and they told us what they were going to do with each room and each building and additions. How will this work? Well, it worked beautifully because that is a terrific campus. It's, it's not only pretty, but it offers great educational opportunities. So stay tuned for those great events coming up here on Big Money. We have two nice nonprofits we're going to get into in just a moment with Ventura Education Partnership and also with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Ventura. A few fun financial things we'll talk about with the Boys and Girls Club of Ventura. If you've not heard of it, it's an IRA distribution for folks that have RMDs, so folks over 70 and a half. Fun way to get a tax benefit there if you're, you know, if you're looking to do that. It's called the QCD. We'll talk about that. A lot of good information, but as I always like to mention, financial advisor, that's what I do for work. And if you have questions about your financial matters, you can contact me directly or go to the website to learn more, marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. And we'd love to speak with you. You can also go to napfa.org to find a fee-only financial advisor that can help you with these financial questions. That's N-A-P-F-A.org. Two great nonprofit spotlights coming right up. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Each week we highlight a local nonprofit doing good work in our community. Today's Nonprofit Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. 
And today we have Madhu Bajaj, the president of Ventura Education Partnership in studio. And we're talking about education. We're talking about supporting teachers and a foundation that helps raise money to do good in our schools for those things that isn't very well covered now in the budget for education. And they do a lot of wonderful events. Some of those events raise money. Some of those events are just for more enrichment. And I'm excited to have her in the studio today. So Madhu, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we have some exciting stuff to talk about. I know StoryFest is coming up very soon. And there's some great innovation events coming up that you want to talk about. But before we get into those events, tell me about Ventura Education Partnership. Tell our listeners about what this group is, how it works, and why it's important. Sure. Ventura Education Partnership is an all-volunteer nonprofit. We support Ventura Unified School District. So we're made up of um, parents, business owners, retired teachers, retired district administration folks who all just really care a lot about our community's kids and about public education. Our focus is on raising money locally so that we can make grants to teachers in the classroom to support innovative hands-on projects that they otherwise may not have the funding for. And we often find that when we provide a little bit of funding, like a $1,000 grant, our teachers are able to create magic in the classroom and that those benefits last a really long time over years and help them build and develop new programs that become model programs in the district. So it's really amazing how a little bit of money can make a huge difference for a teacher and also for their students. Yeah, that program is phenomenal. The VEP grants program to be able to give teachers money to do some creative things in the classroom that they otherwise maybe wouldn't be able to do. I know it's been around for a while that you've been doing this. And how much money do you give out each year to these teachers? So it's approximately $100,000 a year that we're able to put out into Ventura Unified Classrooms. Um, we actually are accepting applications right now and hope to be making grants around $100,000 for the 2018-19 school year. We're talking with Madhu Bajaj, president of Ventura Education Partnership, and there's an event coming up, Story Fest. I love this event. I've been a reader to read to these kids and it's so much fun but give our listeners the background and the story of what StoryFest is and when that's going to be happening. Sure so StoryFest is an amazing event. If you have a special little one in your life you definitely want to come. StoryFest is on October 13th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We hold it at the Education Service Center at the district office um, off of Stanley Avenue and it's a day to celebrate the joy of reading with young children. I think um, you're a dad, I'm a mom, um, we know the benefits and the joys of reading with kids. My son is 14 now. I fondly remember the days when he was, you know, a little guy, three, four years old, and he would grab his favorite book, come running over, jump in my lap, and we would read together. So reading is fun. It's important for kids to know at a young age that reading is really fun, something that they want to do. It helps them with developing language skills. It helps them with developing listening skills. It really prepares them and sets them up for academic success. It's a great way to bond with a child. Child and, and really develop relationship. 
it stimulates imagination. I mean, so many amazing benefits. And so StoryFest is really all about promoting those benefits and encouraging families to read with their kids. We have special guest readers. So you said you have volunteered in the past and, and we're looking for volunteer readers right now to come and read with kids. We set up tents and um, we'll have six different tents. Each tent is themed. We'll have a, a garden tent and a family tent and an animal tent, just, you know, different kind of themes so kids can pick and choose and move between the different tents, um, listen to stories. We'll also have families can sign up for library cards if they have photo ID and proof of residence address. We'll have lots of different um, activities for kids, art and, and different kind of interactive activities. There's a small truck fest, so we'll have trucks on site where kids can um, see a, a fire truck and, and talk to firemen and, and police officers and do some of that fun stuff. And then all kids leave with a book of their own choosing free. Free book. Yeah. The last few years, I've brought my kids to this event, and it's always a bucket of smiles for them. It's right around the soccer season, and so there's kids like that'll be coming from a soccer game and then going and reading books or listening to people read books. But it, it's so neat to see what they do with that field, with all of those different tents, and they're big, they're big carport-sized tents, basically, that have a carpet, and there's guest readers, and the kids get to go from one to the other, and it's different themes, and it's a free event, but it's a lot of fun, and it's a great, great thing to come to. So October 13th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., this will be going on. And if you have kids or grandkids, this is where you want to bring them on October 13th, this free event. Even if it's just for an hour at the beginning or the end, the kids are going to have a great time and get a free book, and you're going to be a hero. So Story Fest, October 13th. You can get more information at the website, VenturaEducationPartnership.org. That is a great place to go to learn more if you'd like to do that. Talking with Madhu Bajaj here, president of Ventura Education Partnership. And there's another event I want to talk about coming up in October on the 17th, an innovation event. Tell us about innovation and tell us about this event. Sure. So our organization's focus is really on supporting and promoting innovation in the classroom. And that's um, where we focus our grants. So um, when we are making grants for classroom projects, teachers are going through a competitive process where they're applying for a specific project that meets some innovation guidelines. Last year was the first year that we had this event. We call it Celebrate Innovation. We invite um, the broader community to join us at a school site, mingle and network with teachers, students, see some of the different projects and innovations that are occurring in our classroom, and just talk firsthand with teachers about the exciting work that's happening in our classrooms. Last year, we had scheduled the event for about an hour and a half, and we found that our guests stayed for three hours because they were having so much fun. That community dialogue around public education was um, so enriching because a lot of people in the broader community think that art and music are, are no longer a part of our school district. And we're so lucky here in Ventura Unified that having a well-rounded academic plan for kids is a priority for us, and that music and art are very much alive in our schools as are um, technology and science and you know all sorts of projects, really cutting edge stuff. And so if you love public education and you wanna see the cool things that are happening, this is a great event to come to. It's gonna be in the evening on October 17th from six to 8 p.m. And I think the best way to get info on that event would be to check the website.
Our nonprofit spotlight today is Ventura Education Partnership, and we have Madhu Bajaj, the president of Ventura Education Partnership, in studio. You can find out more information about those events, StoryFest, on October 13th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and uh, October 17th, the innovation event. Get more information on their website, VenturaEducationPartnership.org. Thank you, Madhu. Thank you so much. Local group we want you to know about, Nonprofit Spotlight, doing great work in our community. This spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. And today we're talking with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Ventura. We have Peter McClintock, the development director in studio, along with longtime supporter of the Ventura Boys and Girls Club, John Brandt, retired financial advisor. We're going to be talking about the Boys and Girls Club in general, but this is a particularly great time of year to be looking at giving to these various nonprofits and the, the Boys and Girls Club being a great one. There are sometimes some very savvy moves you can make to help essentially yourself and the nonprofit with a donation of some sort. We're talking about IRAs and QCDs and appreciated stocks. So some technical stuff, but we're going to make it easy for you. At any rate, we have Peter McClintock in studio. Peter, tell us about the Boys and Girls Club, some of the great work that you guys are doing here locally in the greater Ventura area. Thanks, Mike. Well, I really appreciate, first of all, you you having me on. It's great. I love what you've done with the place. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But uh, now it's great to be on here. Uh, so Boys and Girls Club really fills a you know essential need in our community. It really is a pillar. It's been around for uh, a number of years. We offer after-school programs for uh, young people uh, ages 6 to 18. With the Boys and Girls Club, we have four club sites. They service 1,100 kids. And then with our combined youth programs, uh, we service about 1,800 kids uh, within the Ventura community. And it's really important um, for many of these kids. You know, we typically think the day just doesn't end after school. You know, there's a whole nother world out there. And after 2.30, these kids need mentorship when mom and dad are working. And Boys and Girls Club really fills that need and gives these kids life-changing programs. So and it really is life-changing. I've shared this story before, but I don't think we've spoke about it. And I'm not sure that our listeners um, have heard about it. But my, my little brother and sister basically grew up uh, at the Olive Branch Boys and Girls Club. Wow. And uh, it was there's so many fun stories we talk about. And my little brother, he played on the flag football team that they had and and I remember the little flyer they made Nate the Snake Anderson <laughs> he was a very good little you know shifty uh, running back and and he got so excited just to be out there and be playing football and and that was a rough time in our life we were not stable you know with a house and things like that but that was an anchor for him and so it means it means a lot it's really great to see what you guys are doing well tell us about what we're talking about here so ways that people can support the Boys and Girls Club. There are some creative ways financially, and we have John Brandt, retired financial advisor here. I'm also a financial advisor, and so this will be fun to talk about this. John, welcome to the program, and what are some exciting, interesting things that people could be looking at right now as they do a little strategic tax planning? Okay, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, we've been using IRA distributions directly to charity for probably 15 years. But with the new tax law that's been implemented for 2018, it even makes more sense to look at this strategy. The basic strategy is this. If you're over 70 and a half and you are taking IRA distributions, when you take that money, it adds to your taxable income. 
Well, with the changes in the tax law this year, now they've increased the standard deduction. So for many people, you will not be itemizing as you did in the past. If you can't itemize, then your charitable contribution doesn't actually help you tax-wise. With this new change in the tax law, it allows you to distribute the money directly from the IRA to the charity. This is two benefits. One, you're supporting a really great charity like the Boys and Girls Club. I've been volunteering with them for 25 years now, so I know the good that they do. You're benefiting them, and you're also benefiting yourself because by distributing the money directly from the IRA custodian to the charity, it does not increase your taxable income, which means you're going to be paying less tax. So you can give up to $100,000 a year. Not many people will do that probably, but there's many people that can give five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year directly to the charity. So this is a great benefit. The other part of the new tax law, which is a detail maybe many people haven't looked at yet because they haven't done their tax planning, is now we're limited on our deductions to only $10,000 for state and local. That includes your charitable contributions. So say you were giving $10,000 a year to a charity. In the past, that was no problem. But if you add that to other deductions, now you can't write all that off. That's a problem. This is a way for you to, instead of taking the money, increasing your taxable income, now it can go directly to charity, reduce your taxable income, and you have a very happy nonprofit. So for anybody listening that's over 70 and a half, you have to take out what's those RMDs, those pesky required minimum distributions from your IRA. Now working with people, most, most people don't really like doing that, but they have to. So they take it out. They don't, a lot of them don't even need the money, but they're required to take it out. Right. When they take it out, they get that 1099. That's additional income for them for the year. So for those people that are over 70 and a half and they don't really need that RMD money, that money that, that's coming out, and they are charitably inclined giving to different uh, institutions, why not avoid having your income be you know, going up and then use that money to go to those charitable places that you want to donate? You know, the Boys and Girls Club being a great one. So for listeners that are over 70 and a half, definitely something you have to look at to try and help those you know charities you want to support and avoid having your income tax go up with RMDs. So a very, very good point. Now, what do you call these? Let's give a, a, a brief version of this again, and where would people go to initiate this? Well, the abbreviation is QCD, which is Qualified Charitable Distributions. There's a couple details that are important. It can't come from a 401k. It can't come from a simple IRA. It can only come from a regular IRA directly to the charity. And it's nice that we're talking about it this time of the year in September. We still have another three months till the end of the year. And that means that if you want to do this, you need to get started on it and make that distribution before December 31st to the charity. Now, it's an additional piece of paper you're probably going to have to do with your IRA custodian. So it makes sense to do it earlier in the year rather than later to make sure that the money gets to the charity in time. You don't want to wait till December 25th and decide, oh, I think I want to do this this year. That will probably be too late. Another one we've seen in the past is uh, donating appreciated stock. 
I've had some clients donate appreciated stock to the local Boys and Girls Club of Greater Ventura before, but what are the details of donating appreciated stock in general? Does that work the same way? A little bit different because if you have appreciated stock, what now you're looking at is the capital gain on the stock. So if you bought the stock for $10 and right now it's worth 20 and you sell it, you're going to have tax capital gain tax on the $10 per share increase. If you give it to the charity, and again, it has to go directly from your brokerage account to the charity's brokerage account, so you have to make sure they have one, and most do. So it goes directly from one brokerage account to the other. Now the charity can keep the stock or sell it. 99% of the time they will sell it immediately. And now you have no capital gain and you get the full deduction of the total value of the stock when it was transferred. So it's a win-win for you and it's a win-win for the charity. We're talking with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Ventura and we're talking about ways that you can use some of those assets in a tax efficient way and a smart way to support your charity and not not have that really hit you uh, in a bad way with the taxes. But we're talking with Peter McClintock, the development director for the Boys and Girls Club, John Brandt, retired financial advisor. Peter, what will you guys be doing with the funds you're receiving at the end of the year? What is the need right now and how are you utilizing these dollars in our community? With Boys and Girls Club, it's a, it's a pretty, I mean, I don't think a lot of people really take into account how large the operation is that we have going on. Just imagine, you know, a government agency or a business uh, being run by donations. So to run our operation, it's 150000 a month. And that runs four sites within Ventura. And we're offering these kids life-changing programs. So we're a lot of our kids come from some disadvantaged communities. And so we're really trying to change the psychology for these kids to show them that, uh, you know, not using hardship as an excuse, but using it as a motivation to overcome. And our programs focus on academic success. They focus on healthy habits, good character and citizenship. So teaching these kids to really give back to their community and be a vital part is uh, really important. So it goes to a number of different areas. One of them, which is kind of interesting, is we actually have a transportation program. And so we pick up the kids from school and then bus them over to the club so they have a safe place to go. And then we have trained mentors that meet them when they uh, arrive at the club. Uh, we have a Project Learn program, so we give kids after-school homework help. They receive a snack and supper and the club as well. So there's a myriad of different ways we're really trying to invest in these kids and give them the best opportunities for coming to the club every day. So well, All nonprofits, I think, do great work, but the Boys and Girls Club has been one that's been around for a long time and has really changed lives. I've seen it in my family. So tell us about the program for folks that would like to give. Right. So if there's for your listeners out there who want to give to Boys and Girls Club, we actually have a really cool program called Text to Give. So you can actually text BG Kids 18 to 44321 and that takes you to our giving portal for Boys and Girls Club and you can make a donation $10 a month, $20 a month, but those uh, giving levels reflect the actual cost it takes to run our programs at Boys and Girls Club. So check it out. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. You can check us out on iTunes and other podcast platforms. Just search for Big Money in the 805. Special thanks to Geico Local Office, Boyd Security, and Era Energy. 
If you have questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me online at marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Or leave a message on our answering service. That's 805-665-3767. That's 805-665-3767. Have a great week and join us again next time. Thank you.